Welcome to the Human Habit Podcast, where we bring you insights into everyday human behavior and help you to change your habits, change your life and transform yourself. I'm your host and brother, Ibrahim Salaman, the Human Habit Guy, a street scientist in the school of everyday life. Inshallah, in each episode, our goal is to bring you ideas related to all things, the psychology of human habits and how they make us or break us. And more importantly, how to break the bad habits that hold you back and make good ones for successful changes so that you can become healthier happier smarter wiser stronger and the best or greatest version of yourself inshallah one habit at a time starting with you and me today thank you for listening enjoy the podcast أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله رب اشرح للسدر ويسر لأمر وحل الأقدة من لسان يفقه قولي أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين All praise and all thanks due to Allah Hi everyone I hope you are good and well in good health and iman and inshallah in today's episode and we are still carrying on with our discussion an exploration of the inner workings of our minds and the different types of thinking or forms and how our mindsets and motivation influences our ability and willingness to change our ways for the better and to get a better understanding of and how to change our mindsets and change our lives and learn to develop and good thinking habits in everyday life inshallah and this is the fourth episode in a series devoted to like i said and to get a better understanding of the nature of human thought and in today's episode we tackle the fourth element of human thought or what i call the fourth part of the mental technology of thinking and that element or part is mental imagery or picture or visual imagery also called visual imagery and which is another powerful and fascinating psychological thought process that we use to think and like i said and i'm in, i've been interested in for a while now the role our thoughts or in a self-talk and placing like self-motivation self-awareness self-knowledge self-understanding self-control you know emotional intelligence and in how and resilient and personal courage and how we deal with like positive and the negative emotions so i've been investigating and examining you know how and how we can obviously develop good mental habits and our capacity to use our imagination is one of the fundamental abilities that allows us to to plan and to re to reanalyze the past and to imagine and visualize in the future or mentally mentally rehearse like future events or fantasize about events that might not even never happen <laughs> like daydreaming and psychologists define mental imagery as pictures in the mind or visual representation in the absence of like external or environmental input or another beautiful definition is imagery is a natural yet special way of thinking that involves our senses so images are thoughts you can see hear smell taste or feel and it includes like memories dreams daydreaming and fantasies and so for example if i asked you what dreams or wishes do you have for the future what do you want to be or do and what would you do if you could not fail and how would you feel if all that came true and in order to answer any of those questions you would have to engage that mental imagery in or 
visual imagery to be able to imagine the future because that's and as human beings we have that ability and we're always creating and recalling experiences mentally like replaying in our minds whether they are positive or negative and when people are asked to self-report on their own unique inner experiences and the specific kinds of experiences what popped up most was that people were thinking like to in, in mental or visual imagery bodily sensations and, and an inner speech or self-talk so it shows that we think that we're always what we call thinking or self-talk but it shows that we are really using mental imagery because as a human person we've got the ability to be able to go into the future and the ability to go into the past but the truth is they say that you do a great service to the future if you stay in the present because think about it that's the only time you can really and that's why they say like the relationship between the present the present moment and the future is a behavior and that's why i said to you before like you don't decide your future you decide your habits and your habits will decide your future because what we do shapes our future and our existence so that's why i'm saying like habits remember we said that habits is an action or behavior you do but it's also a mental process or a psychological mechanism or mental system or thought process that organizes your everyday thinking and your everyday behavior so that's why i realized when everything in men, in our mental in our mental life and our in physical life when they came together where they met was in habits and that's why i became interested and curious but as humans like i said we've got the ability to go into the future and to go into the past but we do a great service to the future by staying in the present because that's where we can shape and take action and make tomorrow a better day and even when you think about like when you imagine in paradise or hell and or when you think about getting married or when you think about getting your driving license or starting a business or becoming fitter or losing weight you like quitting smoking and becoming healthier all those things like when you think about it it's for a better tomorrow right and, and this, uh, it reminds me when i say getting married i remember like and when I was a single guy, it's like you wander in a daydream. So you get forced, like you, if your experience is anything like mine, you pop a question to yourself. You think like, and you ask yourself like, I wonder what it would like to be married. <laughs> that shows you a really harboring force of getting married, right? Or feelings, shall I say. And you might say, I wonder what it would like and to wake up um, next to your wife and go to work. <laughs> so you imagine this. That's why you're daydreaming and you know and obviously um and that's what i'm saying we have different you know our mind is not just one single entity it's like um different like i said to you before it's made of different four processes or multiple separate systems that are all interconnected together and that organize and guide and drive our behavior that's what i'm trying to say like and i realize all this is underpinned by habit so when you're thinking about for example like an example when i was thinking about getting married when i was when i wanted to get married it's like you harbor in the force of getting married so that becomes your habits your habits of your you know emotional habits your mental habits your spiritual habits because you start asking a lot to give you a righteous wife right <laughs> if you're like me because when you start harboring you're asking a lot to give you a righteous wife and a righteous kid obviously and you might maybe make stakara you know to make a good decision to marry somebody good that's what you want in it so you start harboring in your heart 
and you start having also in another negative thing that we sometimes use for in, in mental imagery is like if you have a problem or somebody's done you wrong you can also sometimes mentally replay what happened so like for example if you've had a bad day at work with your boss you might mentally replay all the stuff that happened and you might replay like what you should have said what you could have said and then of course that brings back all that negative stress Obviously, that's why one of the best things you can do is to forgive because otherwise they say that they say that the mind replays what the heart will let go so sometimes we do use imagery in the wrong way but the point i'm trying to say is the goal of it, my goal of investigating and examining how we think and behave in every day and particularly how our mindset and motivation process influence our willingness and ability to change was of course the goal of any in the goal of understanding something is all is ultimately for it to lead to is practice so you learn new things so inshallah what i'm going to do with you share with you a few more stories and quotes and inshallah and then i'll share with you some tips on how we can leverage this powerful psychological um, thought process of mental imagery or picture for our benefits so that we can make positive lasting meaningful changes or smart changes that stick inshallah and one of the most important things you want to know about the laws or the psychological laws is and there's a law that says you always become what you think about <laughs> and when i thought about this i thought all the years when i was thinking like why do i have so much trouble making good choices why is behavior change so hard why are we oblivious to the consequences of our behavior and more, and why more importantly how do you change i never realized by asking myself these questions of course and you know our imagination is where our, our words and image imagery or pictures and our emotion mingle together right so that's how our mindset is created because they say what is a mindset if you think about what a mindset is they say, i think i shared this with you before but they say a mindset is defined a mindset is made of a cluster of thoughts attached with information and emotion which creates your beliefs right so obviously all the things that's happened to us in our life experiences shapes us and then there's our genetic and then there's our environment and then there's our education there's so much things that influence us but what really matters is at the end of the day is like what you think about that's what's going to shape you and the reason why that shapes you is because there's a law in psychology like that you always become what you think about but particularly they say that there's a law in psychology that if you form a picture in your mind of what you would like to be and you keep and hold that picture there long enough you will soon become exactly as you have been thinking about it and that's what i said to you before if you change your mind you can change your life and there's a quote by emerson an american and philosopher who said that life consists of where a man is thinking all day long and do you remember when i told you in that this that i realized is our blame statue Indeed, for sure, Allah will never change the conditions of a people until they change what's within themselves. So I realized that when you ask a why questions, when you say why is this, why is that, why is behavior change, when I was asking a lot of why, I realized why questions take you to the past. So they give you an understanding of yourself or why you behave. But if you want to really, but asking a why question doesn't really shape your future because asking a why question makes you to go back to the past which is good for understanding but if you really want to shape your life you need to start asking what questions like what do you want to do what do you want to have what do you want to be 
and then you start asking yourself how do I do this and how can I do this and what's stopping you and you so you ask these kinds of what and how question what and how question shape your future so inshallah we'll come to it in a minute but I realized when I was asking myself all these why questions that's when I realized that that's how I became a street scientist I remember I said I defined a street scientist as somebody who studies the art and the science of everyday life and human behavior and everyday lifestyle choices and particularly the key role human habits play in everyday life human behavior and lifestyle choices I realized that because I went, that's how I, like I said, that's how I became deeply interested and developed a great interest in human nature and human behavior and human psychology and deeply interested in the emotional side of the human experience and the psychology of human habits and all things related to the psychology and obviously and the business of positive, lasting, meaningful change, statistic or smart changes because I needed to change and I wanted to change. And like I said in my story before I was asking Allah, Allah, please help me. Because you also, when you use your imagination, you also know what is the danger of not changing. The danger of not changing, obviously, like I mentioned to you before, in this life you become a loser. And in the hereafter, even worse, you become a loser forever or appetite. That's the danger of not changing. So intuitively, you feel bad, you feel guilty. And uh, negative emotions, we would, like we will discuss deeply more, like I said, in future episodes the psychology of negative emotion but negative emotions really have a positive intent because they're kind of like early warning signs to say you need to change so you need to learn to pay attention like i mentioned to you in the last episode i give you a little funny story because also i mentioned like we're always constantly going in and out of different states all day long so i was thinking like how do we reprogram our mind to experience more positive states and moods that we want to experience, right? So the other day anyway, so like I said, that's why when the Prophet used to say, Ya the change of heart, keep my heart steadfast and content because look, all this mental imagery, all these words, all these thoughts and the psychological influences of our soul and shaitan and then there's our environment, there's advertisers, there's politicians, there's your friends, there's the TV, there's the media, everybody wants to influence you, right? And they're using, whether they're using imagery or words, whatever. It reminds me of a story and there was a, I heard a story of a BMW, there was a BMW ad and it had a, a lady, a, a beautiful supermodel in a bikini sitting on the bonnet and with the caption, come and test drive her now. You see, they're trying to use like, in a sexual way to try to attract you with the car. So it's obvious it's human nature you're not you're attracted to more you're more attracted to the lady than the car but the words and the caption and the bmw brand they're trying to emotionally hijack you that's what they're trying to do right so all those things are shaping us that's why we're always constantly going in and out of this different emotional mental state so let me ask you this question if i was to ask you this question right and that's why mindsets matters but so if, let me ask you this question if i was to ask you this question now and say what was the difference between the best moments in your life and the worst moments? Even without me not knowing anything about you, I can safely say it was it depended on your mental and emotional state. That's the difference between the best the best moments in our life, our best performance at something, and our worst or the worst performance or our worst moments in life. The difference is our mental state or mental and emotional state or our mindset basically. That's why mindsets really matters. Wherever you're performing, whatever you're doing, and I mentioned this to you before, 90% of success in human endeavor, in every human endeavor, whether it's changing a bad habit or 
with this, you know, in having a happy marriage or a successful business or in academic or whatever you want to achieve, right? Or with a paradise or a good akhlaq or character, whatever you want to achieve, 90% is there's only three steps, three formula. First, there's that right mindset or right mentality, as we say. And then the second one is the right strategies or tactics to help you achieve that particular activity or goal. And then practice, 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 practice until you make something, in, until you make that behavior instinctive, second nature, so that your subconscious mind helps you just to perform it on autopilot. And that's why we'll come to it. That's what successful people do. We'll come to it in a minute like successful athletes and anyone who wants to achieve whether it's the military commanders or anybody, whatever they want to achieve or successful business people, they make it into a habit. They create good mental habits or smart habits emotional habits the spiritual the physical habits right so so it's all in other words it's all about the right thinking right so i asked my little daughter who's 13 alia so i said to her and it was not long ago recently i said to alia Abba, listen do you think your thoughts have something to do with your future so for a 13 year old she fought long and hard and about 30 seconds long <laughs> and then she gave up, it was kind of tiring, thinking, and Einstein said, thinking is hard, that's why so few people do it. Hitler said, what luck, yeah, Hitler said, what luck for rulers that man don't think. <laughs> so that's, that's why even if you look at people like Donald Trump, and they understand, they understand that, that if thinking is hard and that not many people are going to think. So that's why they say good ideas don't come to you. You have to go and find the good ideas. And same as like, like I told you before, change, making a successful change at anything, it takes effort, but it takes even more greater effort to change your mind. And, and as for Alia, to be honest with you, she's good. It's only me being an annoying father, asking questions at the wrong time when she was not in the mood. So I will forgive her for that. <laughs> well, like I'm, I'm sharing and investigating, and obviously I've been investigating and examining how we can change our mindsets. Because the truth is, look, mental imagery plays a key role in every aspects of our life. They say that what we imagine can make us confident or anxious. It can motivate us to put extra effort, you know, or show self determination, or it can convince us to give up. Right? That's how powerful mental imagery is. And even research shows that mental imagery plays a key role in so many in psychological or mental and emotional disorders such as like anxiety, like fear of public speaking. I think I told you I overcome myself fear of over. I told you, I think I shared it with you in one of the earlier episodes how I overcame my fear of public speaking. Because in, that's one of the things I did. I kept investigating how to overcome like the fear of public speaking. Because I realized I wanted to share this habit stuff. Obviously, it was easy to share it with your family and your friends and people in your neighborhood. But as soon as you had to step up on the stage and share it with other people, you realize that it's not so easy. <laughs> so I think I, sh- I shared with you before how I overcame it by using Oblak and Matilai Tamad Musharima, you know, like putting the trust in Allah. And then and also telling myself, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. And then I will play mental imagery of me, like, you know, performing and speaking in front of people. In fact, for nearly, it was a year, nearly for two years, I worked on overcoming that fear. So I would, 
I would imagine speaking in front of people and then every opportunity I would get, I would, I would for, literally force myself to stand up and speak in front of anyone. So I would get into like in the masjids, in the local community. Any opportunity I had to speak of in front of anyone, I would take it because I was training myself to overcome the fear of public speaking. And that's what I'm saying, like mental imagery helps you because that's why they say taking control of your imagination and your mental life is really important if we are if we want to like manage our everyday behavior and change effect and make effective changes in our lives of course of course controlling your mind is not easy if it were easy everybody would have been able to do it because you know our minds is like there's so many things flickering from it flickers from thought to thought to thought and it can sometimes seem like there's so many ideas and thoughts and sensations and imageries that are all fighting for your attention <laughs> so that's why it's so important and it's also it's like because it's deeply inherent and private mental processes it's kind of hard to and it's such a like subjective private experience like it's hard work to try to capture it's such a like brief moments of fleeting like everyday fleeting moments like a fraction of a second is too fast for us to be able to notice everything and that's why i'm going to share with you a technique to uh, learn to relax and slow down enough that you can actually start to leverage like mental and uh, mental imageries for creativity and problem solving and all those stuff like once you start improving on it it's got such a positive many positive effects like inshallah so i'll share with you i'll share with you some uh, tactics and strategies as well of course as usual the first strategy i would say is the most important one is is to leverage your mental imagery or visual imagery or picture or this powerful psychological thought process is to create an image or a vision for your life of who you want to become of what you want to do and what you want to have because what that does is it helps you to um, helps you then to be able to notice like the distractions and you be able to easily you know have extreme focus because once you have a vision and like I said that there's, there's a lot of psychology if you can keep that image or picture long enough in your heart and in your mind so because you've got the mind's eye but it's really the eyes of the heart as Allah said there's a first and there's a first in the Quran where Allah says it's not these eyes that don't see but it's the eyes of the heart that don't see and one Roman poet once said, eh, "What humans, what human sight doesn't have, in the eyes of the souls have it." There's a Roman poet who once said that because it's our ability to be able to see with our heart, to be able to see, you know, with our mind's eye, but it's to be able to see with the heart. So that means you have clarity of understanding. Like remember, I said to you in that one of the subsystems of the heart is the seat of understanding. So once you have clarity on that image, on the vision of who you want to be, or what you want to have, what you want to do, and what you want to, you know, who you want to become in this life and the hereafter, right? Then it's easier to be able to stay focused. And I'm going to share with you a tactic I learned from one psychologist, and Garbio Ovechin, her book's called Rethinking, motivation inshallah in future episodes we'll do a book review on it but one of her method beautiful method she has is called whoop whoop is w-o-o-p w stands for wish so wish is like what do you wish for what do you want like what do you dream about what do you wish for and then she says think about that deeply and let your mind run free right <laughs> do deep 
you know, you could even do fantasize or whatever you want to do, imagining. And then, so that's wish. And then the second, and the second one is O. O stands for outcome. You have to picture the outcome of that image or vision. You have to visualize. So, for example, like if you wanted to get your driving license, you would have to imagine, like you, that's your wish to get your driving license. But then the outcome is you would imagine the day you get your driving license. Likewise, if you wanted to get married, the same way you would imagine the day you actually moved in with your spouse, right? That's that's where if you want to achieve a particular degree, the day you get the certificate. If you want to start a business, you would imagine the day you started the business. If you wanted to lose X amount of weight, you would picture the outcome of you losing that day. That's that one. So that's O. W for wish, O for outcome. And then the next O is obstacle. This is where she's different. Instead of you fantasizing and imagining all the great things that you can achieve, you have to now, and the outcomes of that, you have to now actually imagine the obstacles of what you want to do. So, for example, in my own life, my wish was to be able to share these happy ideas beyond my family and friends. <laughs> so, that was my wish. And the outcome would be, obviously, to be sharing it with other people, like doing speaking, doing public speaking. But then the obstacle was fear. Be like fear of public speaking or nervous habit so I had to break this nervous habit so obviously that's how I started investigating like I was to see what in sports stars did what military generals did and see what how they were able, what, what were they thinking when they were performing how did they stay in control how were they able to be resilient and bounce back from failures and stuff like that so that's so wish outcome and obstacles so you have to think deeply on the obstacles because sometimes we don't like to think about the obstacles because we just want to avoid it. It's all good wishing and dreaming, but we have to think about it deeply on the um, on the obstacles as well, what's stopping us, and then face them head on. And then we have to come with a plan, of course, a plan to solve the, a plan to achieve that wish, that outcome, and to overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. And there's a beautiful quote I came and. We can, the best things we can do is to blend things. Before I share with you this quote, I want to share with you a strategy I use myself. And for six months, for example, in when I want to create this podcast, for example, I wish to create this podcast, for example, for six months, I was thinking, and every Saturday I turned into thinking days. <laughs> so every Saturday was my thinking day. So I would think about, say, like a particular, and you know, I'd be solution focused on a particular goal or solving a problem. So like, for example, I had to learn, for example, podcasting, or I had to figure out how to do, you know, editing, or I had to figure out in how to structure, um, like create a portfolio of the ideas and the concepts that I wanted to share with you. So every Saturday was thinking day, I would put on a smart, some smart clothes, because <laughs> they say, it's not, they say success doesn't come because of the size of your brain but it comes because of the size of your thinking so i was thinking i was thinking how do they do that and then i said how do other successful people think and then i realized like our prophet he used to go to the cave of her to think to to do deep contemplation and that's the rest is, and then that's when the angel Jibril came to him and as we say as they say the rest is history and, and then there's even bill gate he had thinking weeks, what he called thinking weeks, for two weeks, he would leave and he would just do nothing but thinking and reading. And if you look at other successful people, whenever they're all that, they all just basically had, they intentionally used to think on a particular goal 
or on a particular like they be solution focused on a particular problem or they were like problem solving or challenge they were overcoming the challenge so so the so the whoop system is wish outcome obstacle plan whoop so that's a good strategy and the next one is to do imagineering imagineering the art and science of dreaming i've got a funny story to tell you one day i went to a creativity class and and the teacher said um do do some work on change so anyway so we got straight down to work and then i did image so and then afterwards i was so eager to share like you know what i wrote they said um i said imagineering that was the title of my thingy imagineering the art and science of dreaming <laughs> and i know the whole class like i was paying attention imagineering imagineering is a term that they say is neither coined by walter um, walter disney or he made it popular anyway and imagineering is when you just basically do deep thinking or imagineering of what you want to achieve in the future so that wish and that outcome you would literally imagine and i'll tell you two people who used it effectively one of them and was in the soccer legend pele 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 had a habit and in, in this is don't forget this is like in the 50s and the 60s right he had a habit one hour before one hour before the games what he used to do was he would come into the changing room he would grab two towels one of them he would use for a necklace and and then he'll go lay down somewhere quiet and the other one he'll put it over his and he's over his head and then he used to do imagineering he used to imagine to, he, there's three things they say he used to do the first thing was he used to imagine and remember in the past he used to remember like all those times when he was a young kid and he used to play football on the brazilian beach and he would remember that joy and that joy and that passion he used to have for football and the second thing he used to do was then he would play a mental movie of all the great moments he's had all the great games he's had and then the third thing he used to do in that in the space of half an hour was and he used to imagine and he used to play like a mental movie of the scenario of the game he's about to play and then he would go and perform to the best and basically crush it and that's how he became a legend that's one person who used imagineering another person who used imagineering the legend another legend Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu anhu Khalid bin Walid radiyallahu anhu the great warrior the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said Khalid was the sword of Allah and and I was re- I recently finished reading Khalid bin Walid's seerah which is nearly like 450 pages long and alhamdulillah I finished it all and I done it by reading nearly an average of two pages every night for six months so that's what I call a tiny baby habit <laughs> but in anyway the author may Allah have mercy on him because he's passed away now he spent five years studying in the life of Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu and he himself was a Pakistani a military general so he was obviously interested in, in understanding military tactics and strategy and he learned Arabic to learn about Khalid. But anyway, this is a quote from the seer of Khalid bin Walid. He said, On reaching maturity, Khalid's main interest became war and this soon reached the proportion of an obsession. Khalid's thoughts were thoughts of battle. His ambitions were ambition of victory. His urges were violent and his entire psychological makeup was military. He would dream of fighting great battles and winning great victories. Himself, always the champion amid and cheered by all. He promised himself battle. He promised himself victory. 
and he promised himself lots and lots of blood unknown to him. Destiny had much the same idea about Khalid, the son of Al-Wali. So that's what I'm saying, like, where, that's why there's a law in psychology, you always become what you think about. So that's why it really matters what we think about, really truly matters, because if we think good and positive, and then obviously we also have to face the, you know, like the obstacles. So it's not just like positive thinking and on its own, but we have to face the difficult challenges. And that's, and that's why I'm going to share with you a beautiful quote by an Islamic scholar who said, a true trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala requires striving and working and only then leaving the results to Allah. And that's why they say with efficient and determination, you can achieve your goals and dreams and you can succeed in all that you decide to do. And most important, you can find, you know, true happiness and fulfillment in our hearts and souls when we put our trust in Allah. And we have to, it's an, and have to take, you have to see it like an adventure. And that means changing your habits, changing your ways and building the good habits that can help us to develop and achieve those goals and dreams that we want. So like, and also obviously like eliminating any bad habits, self-defeating behaviors or negative addictive lifestyle choices that are holding us back. And that requires, like I said, obviously we'll talk more deeply about it and I've already mentioned it, like becoming self-aware. So inshallah, then I wish you success in this life and the after. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us all رَبَّنَا أَتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةً وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةً وَقِنَا أَذَابَ النَّارِ Oh Allah, give us good in this life and the after and safeguard us from the punishment of the hellfire. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.